Everybody and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question: Can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James, and I'm your other slightly higher energy host. My name is Tenant Michael, and my goodness, James, we're gonna have to get you a shot of um, well, well, what's the opposite of a tranquilizer? Uh, adrenaline. To, cocaine. Uh, a shot of cocaine. Yeah. Uh, to uh, give you a little bit more zip. That was a little... Your, your energy seems to be flagging right off the start this week. Well, my cocaine supply has run out, unfortunately. So definitely mm-hmm. hit us up on DM if you can help me out with that. But uh, yeah, Mike, no effing kidding. I am low energy. I feel like shit. Uh, do you want to explain why? Because this fucking sucks. Well, what are you talking about? Because are you talking well, about Well, what I'm the... talking... Sorry, go ahead. Well, are you talking about the pandemic or are you talking about something else? What I'm talking about is, if you don't know at home, Mike and I uh, are social distancing. He's in the bathroom. I'm in the rest of the apartment. It's worked great the first nine weeks. It's been fantastic. You know, he gets the toilet. He gets the bathtub. He's sitting on the toilet. He's fine. You know, and I get to, you know, I get the living room, I get the bedroom, I get the kitchen, I get the balcony, I can game, I can do my gaming, I can have sex, etc. Um, but the goddamn mm. fucking air conditioning in this shit-ass fucking building has stopped working, and it is so hot, and it stopped working everywhere in the apartment other than the bathroom! That's right. I don't. It's so funny because usually I am the one um, who gets the you know the the beep end of the stick. I usually am the one who suffers, but the wheel of fortune has has turned in my favor for once. And where I am quarantined in the bathroom, the air conditioning is arguably working a little too well, while the rest of the apartment is sweltering. Well, if this is a Wheel of Fortune turning, then Pat Sajak can suck my balls. That's my opinion. I'll Listen, to, Mike. I'll edit that yeah, out. Yeah. It's total bullshit. So I'm here in the rest of the apartment mm-hmm. basically dying, and Mike is in a fucking winter wonderland. Yeah, it's true. It's so cold here in the bathroom. The, the air is so chilly that maybe you can... Can you hear that? That's the chattering of my teeth. I am literally wearing a sweater... On the toilet here, and not only that, I've got some gloves on and earmuffs and a scarf as well. And the toilet water, the in a thin layer, there's a thin layer of ice on the toilet water. And yes, I have been uh, sort of cooling off my tootsies by by touching that toilet water just to keep my uh, body temperature low. Well, in the rest of the apartment. It's like being in the savanna before the dawn of man. Oh. It is hot as fucking hell. It's humid. I am naked. Okay. I'm not wearing any clothes. My hair is long. My beard is long. They're all oily. I'm buck ass naked. I'm looking up every trick in the damn book on how to cool off. I read a thing that said if you put margarine on yourself, it might cool yourself off. So I've covered my legs in margarine. Oh. I've covered, I, I put Vicks Vapo Rub on my dick. Nothing's working. I'm naked. Yeah. I'm. F- this is sucks. It's James, so hot. You're covered, Nothing helps. You're covered in all sorts of weird goo. Please tell me you're not. And you're naked. Please tell me you're not sitting on my my couch right now. 
Mike, I'm sitting on your couch. I'm lying in your bed. I'm I'm rubbing all your personal items on myself because I'm losing oh. my goddamn mind. It's too hot. And also, this flips the natural order of things. Mm. For the entirety of this show, bad things happen to you, good things happen to me. The entirety of our lives. And if we can't mess with that for the good of the podcast and for the just for the natural, you know, the natural way of things. Well, if this is the new normal, then I'm here. I'm here for it, uh, as they say. And I'm just laughing. You'll have to excuse me for laughing at your misfortune, but uh, I do. I am taking great pleasure in in your suffering. The way you described yourself before as being like a pre-modern man, uh, the image in my head was like um, you're like a like a nasty Fred Flintstone. Yes, like you're not sure. a, you're not nice like slimmer, him. slimmer, but with longer slimmer, hair, longer hair. I look like I was in the band Bread or something, right. or the Doobie Brothers. Mm-hmm. I have long hair. I have a long beard. I'm naked twenty four damn seven. <laughs> oh God, awful! It's hey. it's hell. I mean, I'm fucking pissed off. How, why? What is wrong with the goddamn AC? That for you, it's it's going overdrive. I guess it's all being redirected, like the entire buildings into your bathroom. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe you could answer that question because you uh, actually, oh, you own the building, so maybe you could uh, look into the paperwork. Yeah, or... I'm really gonna learn how AC works just because I own a building. Give me a break. Ugh. So, what are you doing in there? What's it like in your f- stupid uh, North Pole? Well, like I said, I'm, my teeth are chattering. I'm, uh, uh, I'm thinking of Christmas a lot, actually. I'm thinking of Christmas and all sorts of winter things. I'm think just last night, I thought of a bobsled race. Um, I'm thinking of uh, horses with bells on them pulling uh, a sleigh. I'm thinking of building snowmen, and I've been singing Christmas carols, actually. Yeah, I can hear you through the door. It's Could you psychotic. Really? Oh, I thought I was being quiet. Yeah, well, maybe keep it fucking down. Mm. God, I, man. Um, well, this and I, you know, I, I, all I'm going to say is I, I am glad we've socially distanced because if there was another adult man in this room with me, I'd kill him. No, come on. I would. I'm going crazy. Like anyone out there right now who doesn't have AC and they're in an apartment, I'm going crazy. I did hear you grunting. You heard me singing, and I heard you grunting last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm shitting everywhere. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll never come out of this <sighs> bathroom. Um, well, listeners, what do you think? Do you think that it's nice that I'm finally um, having a nice time and that James is suffering? Send us a tweet at LTPodMess. Yeah, send us a tweet. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's going on. That's not exactly great. And then, you know, the other thing, actually, there was another thing in the news this week that pissed me off, Mike, in the news, like our, our heating situation. What's that? Um, well, remember, this is very interesting to me. But uh, About a month ago or so, we signed on with Sonar. An exclusive which is a podcast deal network. With the Sonar yeah, podcast. Yeah, we got an exclusive yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. Um, big money. <laughs> and... How interesting, a month later, a Mr. Joe Rogan signs a deal with Spotify. Yeah. And, you know, it's just very interesting to me that the basically the Joe Rogan Show of Canada signs a deal with a podcast network, yeah. a Tor- local Toronto podcast network, and then a month later, how interesting, the Joe Rogan Show of the USA 
signs a podcast deal with Spotify for a little I think bit more money. In, for a bit more money. Yeah. So, and I think he was intimidated. I think he saw what was going on with us, and he thought, uh-oh, uh, what do I sign for? And it pisses me off. I wish we were second, because then we could have been the one asking for more money. Absolutely. The way I see it, we, uh, I don't know, how does this saying go? We walked so he could run. Yeah. Right? I wanna, but I want to be the runner, you know? I want to be on his back. Maybe we should his, unsign. Uh, acne-covered back, probably. Oh. Well, yeah. steroids. I mean, I'm just guessing. Maybe we, maybe we should unsign our deal with Sonar. So that we're free agents mm. again, and then now we can uh, sign an even better deal than Rogan snagged. Oh, I mean, it's you know, it's it, I, it's I mean, I love the Sonar people have been really great and really friendly and very supportive, yes. but capitalism is capitalism. I agree. Sadly, I yeah. agree. You know? Yeah, me too. Me too. Anyway, so that's interesting. Um, I'd God. love to, I'd love to get Joe Rogan on this show so we could. Talk it out, man to man to man. I'd love that too. I don't know if he has the damn balls, because I'm probably the only person out there that would actually ask him actual tough questions instead of the bullshit he talks about with Elon Musk and Alex Jones. But uh, yeah, very interesting to have Rogan on. So, um, anything else going on with you, Mike? You're in there. You're in the cold. You're loving loving your stupid winter life while I'm in hell. Yeah, no, that's about it. Yeah, I'm just uh, very, very cold, and um, that's about it. I'm also mad, Joe Rogan. But um, um, oh, here's something I wanted to uh, to mention. Hmm. This podcast. Well, we we are on Patreon, and if you, oh yeah, if you like what you hear. If you enjoy this this content we produce week after week, year after year after damn year, actually, head over to patreon.com slash landlord tenant and pull out uh, some coins, pull out a dollar bill and put it into the computer for us and help support the show to keep us going, uh, to keep us focused, to keep us, you know, churning out content. Yes, thank you so much. And Mike and I, we talked about making a special bank account for budgeting. It's going to be fun. We, did, we had a little chat. And uh, you know what? Even if you can't do uh, Patreon, which mm-hmm. I understand, of course, maybe you could rate and review it on, I guess, iTunes. Rate and review Again, on I iTunes, yes. We never have asked this before, but it just seems like a thing you're supposed to ask people to do. I think it does help. On other podcasts, they go, it really helps. Yeah. So I, I guess it does. I mean, that's how Rogan got where he is. Yeah. Yeah. He got lots of reviews, and then next thing you know, he's, you know. Um, So thank you so much for that, folks. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Oh, and and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LT Podmess. Absolutely, yes. It's so nice to to interact with our fans on uh, Instagram Mm. these days. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's true. Because, like, when when we would interact with our fans on Twitter, it's just words. Mm-hmm. But now that we're interacting with our fans on Instagram, mm-hmm. it's also pictures. So it's kind of cool. What's next? What's going to be next, I wonder? Uh, <laughs> touch. touch. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's actually a great app idea. Mm-hmm. Insta- Twitter's for words. Instagram's for looking. <laughs> Maybe, um, what could we call it? Finger- fingers with a Z. Fingers. Touch and lick and- your favorite podcasters. Yeah. And then you put a little nodule on your tongue mm-hmm. and on your fingertips, I guess, and you can uh, simulate 
I guess touching or squeezing and squeezing us. Tickling and we have and we have maybe the the nodules on us, and yeah. we can sort of sense the vibrations or something. And the the advertising slogan could be "tickle our nodules" or uh, <laughs> "squeeze our nodules." Yeah, that's good. That'd be cool. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure I read that that. Uh, I mean, I don't even know if I read this, but for sure it's happening. Can't you imagine in like 20 years? Um, big nerds with porn will have like a VR helmet and then like nodules hooked up to their penises or something or their brain to make them think they're doing it with someone. Won't society crumble if VR like sex technology gets that advanced where people like just men, let's be honest, men Mm. will just never leave the house and just be found dehydrated beside their computers. Like that's just going to happen. Yeah, it honestly might. I mean, we talked about this with the holodeck. Yes, we did. That would ruin... A society. Mm-hmm. It would. There need to be strict controls of what you can do yes. on the computer. You know how they say China is like really restrictive of the internet and like kids can't play. They do something where like you have to sign in or, or something to use the internet and they stop children from playing too many video games on <laughs> it and like really probably restrict porn and stuff. And that does sound really horrible. But then yeah. you're also kind of like, well, maybe that is for the best. Am I crazy? Maybe the the party Stop. knows what's best. Well, yeah. Do you know that also Who's the leader of China, Xi Jinping? Xi Jinping, Xi, I love you, baby. Xi whiz. Did you know that in China, <laughs> uh, any mention of Winnie the Pooh is forbidden, and if images are put online, they're scrubbed instantly, and you can get like in a lot of trouble because um, mm. someone once made a joke saying that Xi Jinping looks like Winnie the Pooh. And because wow. they, they brook no dissent, uh, it is forbidden now because you can't insult the leadership, and uh, it is a very serious crime to post images of wow. Winnie the Pooh online. I thought you were going to say it was because A.A. A. Milne uh, <laughs> you know, moved to Taiwan and uh, became passionate about their independence or something. <laughs> he worked with Chiang Kai-shek to try and end <laughs> off the communists. Well... Yeah, well, we should do a follow-up on... Maybe we should do a bonus episode about the history of Winnie the Pooh in China. If listeners would like that. Why not? We could also do... I like the idea of doing a bonus episode called uh, (laughs) G-Wiz. What was it? What was it? G-Wiz? G-Wiz. G-Wiz. Yeah. And then we just talk about G. That could be fun. And it could also... I mean, I'm, I'm not the first to say it, but China's a huge market. And we could do, uh, yeah. We could do with their, uh, their, you know, fandom with their help on Patreon. Actually, yeah, you know, it's so true. Like, yeah, like if we could break into China, forget Toronto, Fuck it. and like yeah. our, you know, our listeners in the United States, and one in Finland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, before we change topics completely from Winnie the Pooh, I just wanted to mention something that, uh, uh, I learned recently there was, <laughs> there was a Winnie the Pooh, some sort of exhibit at the ROM before everything closed down and, mm-hmm. um, Royal Ontario Museum for those <laughs> non-locals. And apparently in Hungarian, uh, there was a Winnie the Pooh in Hungarian and his name is not Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> what, the, what they call Winnie the Pooh in Hungary is... Misi Mako. <laughs> cool. It sounds like an uh, an Asian porn star name. Misi Mako. Well, sort of. Maybe that's also banned. Um, maybe that's banned in Hungary. Misi Mako. <laughs> Misi Mako. That's kind of cool. I mean, 
it, it's uh, a bit cooler than Winnie the Pooh. Misumako, yeah. Mike, you're good with tech. Do you know where they came up with calling him the Pooh? I mean, that's a bold move. We just take it for granted, but if you think about Winnie it, the Pooh. it makes you think of Pooh. Yeah, why Pooh Bear? Isn't there something where, like, the A.A. A. Milne's son... Because it's... Winnie is a reference to Winnipeg, the Winnipeg Zoo, I think, where the bear oh, was yeah. seen. But I'm not that's sure cool. what the Pooh... Uh, mm. The origin of the word poo uh, is maybe he hated the blue bombers and he was like, you know, well, Winnie is poo. Go, go, Rough Riders. Yeah, or maybe A. A. Milne. Uh, maybe he he got off on eating bear feces. Maybe that know. that was his kink. Who knows? I'm looking him up on Google, and he doesn't really read as a guy who would get off on. Frankly, anything. Right. But I suppose you never know. Actually, you know who he kind of looks like? Who? Did you watch Game of Thrones? A bit, yeah. The sort of um, Tyrion's father. Oh, Evil okay. guy. He looks a bit it. like Tyrion's evil father. I forget his name. Should we pivot to just being a full A.A. <laughs> Milne uh, <laughs> podcast? Because I have a feeling that downloads are going to go through the roof once people find it out. It honestly might be. It might garner more interest than calling it landlord and tenant pod mess. I don't know. <laughs> it's quite a barrier to uh, entry, the way we're already uh, up and running, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got this great new artwork, thanks to Aaron Reed. Yes. So now people know it's a comedy, uh, fun podcast, not just not just hardcore real estate issues. Yeah. Um, so that's... That's a great... What do you think of that? What do you think of that artwork? It's pretty good, huh? Oh, it's, it's wonderful. It, he really captured our essences... Uh, you're looking good and, and buff. Uh, yeah, and I look, which is right. I look sort of unimpressed with you, uh, which, yeah. which is not too far from reality. And uh, and you know what? Oh, sorry to interrupt you, Michael. I'm going to give a shout out to Twitter user at Duncan. I don't know because he's a big he's a fan of the pod. I don't want to brag, but he's mm-hmm. told me many times he's a fan of the pod. And um, there are some Easter eggs in the in the artwork, and yes. I thought to myself, what would be fun Easter eggs to include? And I messaged Duncan, I don't know, because he's like a, a loyal listener, and he gave me some ideas. Right. So, yeah, if so. you haven't seen it yet, go to, uh, go to the Sonar website, <laughs> and you'll see our, our artwork. I mean, to be honest, if they're listening to the podcast, they <laughs> could just yeah. look at, yeah. at it. I heard that Aaron Reed anyway. also did Joe Rogan's new artwork, so he's no. Are you fucking kidding me? Rogan is stealing God every. Damn idea it! Rogan's taking all our shit. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Ah, I really thought we had an original thing going with Aaron Reed. No, no. We gotta get. You know what, Mike? We gotta ask him on the pod because he's a really hilarious guy too. Let's have him on. Let's do it. Let's have him on. Okay. So uh, maybe we should move on to our segment. What do you think? Or are there any more? <laughs> potpourri, faxa, you know, slice of life things you want to talk about. <laughs> no, I think I'm ready to, to rock, and uh, this is a topic... I'm liking doing these longer intros, though, are you? I like it. It's a chance for us to sort of really dig into some some important issues that otherwise, you know, no one else is really talking about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's why people tune in. Mm-hmm. They want to hear our takes mm-hmm. on the world. Yeah. Um. This week's segment is uh, something I know that you're going to enjoy because you're so hot, and this involves <laughs> this. The segment involves uh, splishing and splashing and, and uh. Uh, horsing around in the water. 
Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to introduce it. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> what I'm talking about is uh, Drake revealed this past week uh, that his his pool in his mansion is ready. His mansion that he calls the embassy in uh, North mm. Toronto on the bridal path. He, uh, he put a video on Instagram of himself going for the first swim of the year, first swim ever in his, mm. his brand new pool. And it is humongous. Have you seen it, Jay? It's big. Oh, yeah. it is really big. It's Make- a sci- I mean, it's a pool for a giant. Yes. Yeah. If, uh, if uh, John Bunyan, what's his name? Paul Bunyan? <laughs> Paul Bunyan. If Paul Bunyan ever comes to Toronto and he needs to, to I don't know, uh, cool off his uh, a toe. Yeah, we got a place for him. And, it, <laughs> and it's not like Ontario, believe me, but it's about the size of it. <sighs> this is all to say that we um we were leaked some of Drake's uh pool rules. He's he's he seems to be his public persona is that he's really laid back and chill. Mm. But when it comes to the rules for his brand new pool, he is quite draconian. That's right. Yeah. You wouldn't think it, but Drake actually has very strict pool rules. Yeah. So um, we're going to do a, a brief rundown of some of the ones that stood out most to us in this segment yeah. called The Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess Present Drake's Pool Rules. That's right. And these, again, these are just some of his rules. Just some. There's a huge litany of them, but there, we just picked some that stood out to us. The PDF was about 35 pages long. I couldn't get through yeah. the whole thing personally. Um yeah, like you literally want to have want to make sure you have unlimited uh, data on your internet before you even download the PDF because it's it's a lot, it's big, and he makes you read the whole thing before you go, you know, set a foot in the yeah. water. So anyway, yeah, um, I'll, I'll I'll start off this uh, segment here with a, a rule that I thought was insane. So um, it seems that Drake is quite piss phobic. He does mm. not want even a drop of the yellow stuff in his pool. Ugh. You know. Fair play, you know, if I you guess. have a pool, you want to keep pee and, and to to a certain degree, poo out of it. Um, but he's so paranoid about pee in the, in the pool that he's installed a very powerful x-ray machine that constantly scans and monitors the swimmers' bladders to track how much liquid they contain. And whenever they get a bit too full, or if a, even a single droplet of urine leaks out into the water, the pool instantly drains and it's covered by a thick concrete dome. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. God, to have that much money, huh? Yeah, must be nice. Must be nice. Well, that's something else. Wow. Well, okay. Shall I go with my the first rule that stood out to me? Sure. Um. Well, we all know that Drake is a big a big fan of the Toronto Raptors, NBA champions. Let's hear it for the Raps. Yeah, Drake's a big Raptors fan. So, in honor of Croatian-born 1990s Raptor Zon Tabak, uh, if you go to a Drake pool party, you ha- must sing at least one Croatian folk song, such as oh. Isle of Croatia or Hodmo Simo Si Protestant. So, if you find yourself at the party... Make sure you know the the tune to Hodmo Simo Protestant, because if you just sort of read the the lyrics off your iPhone and try to muddle through, he'll know. Trust me. Yeah, he'll be uh, out, out of my pool, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a tricky one. Get out of my pool. <laughs> did that sound like Drake? It did. 
Um, so here's another uh, one of Drake's pool rules. And there, are, once again, we can't stress enough how many there are. Um, <laughs> so Drake's got a lot of money. Likes to, he's, you know, likes to flash it around. And yes, he does keep a dolphin in his pool. He has um, a full-size Atlantic bottlenose dolphin named Success. Uh, and Drake has a rule about this dolphin. If you want to go for a dip in the pool, well, you have to show up at his house with lunch for success. And, you know, dolphins don't eat just like a sandwich or, you know, a bowl of soup like, like us humans do for lunch. Hmm. Dolphins of this size, they eat about 20 to 25 kilograms of raw fish each day. Um, anything from herring to cod or mackerel. Uh, some even eat squid or, or turtles, so... Before you, you know, put your trunks on and uh, get all slathered up in sunscreen and head to Drake's pool, you got to ask yourself, is it worth it for me to carry all this raw fish up there and, you know, get, you know, stinky and you know, yeah. have to feed? Yeah, because, I mean, if you're going in your, you know, your SUV to Drake's house, you know, it's going to stink. It's going to stink if you're full of, if it's full of fish. Especially in this weather. Mm-hmm. Fish. Fish can smell. I, can I do an impression? Of Drake? Sure. You gotta feed my dolphin fish. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Why? Where is it? Where is it like? Why am I so upset that you're feeding my fish? <laughs> mm, that wasn't very good. Oh, that's good. Uh, here's my second rule I noticed on Drake's uh, pool rules list. You are not allowed to eat in the pool. I mean, that's a big one. People love eating in the pool. But in Drake's pool, you are not allowed to eat in the pool. Okay. Unless... You're eating official OVO branded burgers, ice cream, or wieners. Really? And people, yeah, people who've gone to the OVO pop-up shop will know this. Um, you know, if you go to the pop-up shop, he's got t-shirts, he's got hats, he's got shoes, and then he'll have little six packs of burgers, frozen yeah. burgers and buns, uh, wieners and uh, buns. Although always annoying. They always sell, sell, he always sells the hot dogs in packages six and the buns in packages eight. Why does, it, why does uh, he do that? Yeah, I know. So you have to buy, you have to buy 48. To have it match. Yeah. If you're going to buy any one, you may as yeah. well buy 48. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, and also ice cream. He's got vanilla, chocolate, and Neapolitan. So right. he's on brand. So you have to eat his stuff. Well, you know, the mm. guy, he's got that mansion. He's got all that money for a reason. He's He knows he's a good businessman. Let's just say that. Uh, he certainly is. All right. Uh, my third and final uh, Drake's pool rule that I wanted to let everybody know about is... Um, well, it's no secret, as I was just saying, Drake is a control freak. And um, he won't let you just, you know, idly swim or laze about in the pool. No. If you go into his pool, you have to do what Drake says. And one of his favorite pool games is, um, well, instead of, you know, how people dive for pucks, um, mm. Drake makes people dive for some of the many awards he's won throughout his music career. And we're talking about a guy, he's won over 175 awards um, since he started rapping, and he loves to make people go diving for, you know, Grammys or Brit Awards or, you know, he's won Teen Choice Awards, MTV Awards, and um, I heard a story about someone who went there and he made, uh, Drake made them dive for one of his, uh, his phonogram awards, which he won in 2017. Um, How about that? Do you know what the Phonogram Award is, James? No, never heard of it. It's Hungary's Top Music Industry Award, and it's uh, spelled F-O-N-O-G-R-A-M, Phonogram. That is so hungry. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Okay, um, 
Well, my final Drake rule uh, is, um, oh, if you're going to go to one of his pool parties, you have to bring ID. You have to show ID at the door. Oh, oh to make sure that everyone there is over 18. No, uh, below. Okay. Below Zinger. Okay, James. I see what you did. I got him. Uh, of course, I got him, folks. You're referring to his sort of. Uh, yeah, wait, there are rumors that Drake uh, likes women on the younger side. Yeah. I suppose. Um, but I, you know, it's it's funny, funny joke. You know, congratulations. But I would just like to uh, just tell everyone listening that this show's position on dating minors is we have a zero tolerance uh, policy Mike. on that. If you do it, we don't want you listening. We don't want you on the show. We don't want you anywhere near us. So you're telling me if we had the chance to, to interview, you know, a really famous person who dates minors, we're not going to interview him? Uh, like 1997 Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I would say, get uh, no thanks, Mr. Seinfeld. <laughs> Come back when uh, you've smartened up a bit. Shoshana Longstein. Mm-hmm. So weird to re- that I remember her name, and I feel like a lot of people remember her name. She was one of the most famous seventeen-year-olds of all time. Did he take her to her prom or something? Or I, I, I hope so, because that must have been. <laughs> she must have had so much fun. She must have been very popular in school. I guess like so. you know what I mean. In, in school, if you dated a, like a guy who was a couple years older, or, or you know what I mean, I felt like that made you kind of a cool kid. But wow, dating Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. I mean, if you know what I mean? Like, it's not just like dating a guy a couple years older who, like, is at college. Yeah. To it be was like a 20 a year vet. gap, I think. How about that? Um, well, although I suppose she did better than. Because at the time, she dated Jerry Seinfeld. And yes, it's wrong, but, you know, it's better than if she had dated someone, uh, another popular 90s comedian. I'm just trying to think of. You know, she didn't date Gilbert Gottfried. That would have been somehow worse. Points points on that one. I think I have a good Gilbert Gottfried impression. Oh, do it. Ready? Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> you not only nailed the way it sounds, but you nailed his catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always in a, in a movie and something's happening and then Gilbert will poke <laughs> his head in and go, Gilbert Gottfried! He, he loves saying his own name. Mm. Well, uh, I guess that just about does it for Drake's pool rules. The water's warm. Jump in, everyone. <laughs> uh, fun intro. Very fun. Very fun. And we've got a great guest coming up after our break. Mm-hmm. Big guest. Yes. Welcome back, fans and listeners from around the world, whether you're joining us from Moscow or Beijing or right here in downtown Toronto. We're always glad to have you. 
This week's guest is a returning person. He's been, I, I believe this is his third appearance on the show. He is a, well, he's a comedian. He's a writer for television, but also a writer for newspapers, magazines, and the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jordan Foisey. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, Jordan. And I want to throw in there, if you can't already tell, probably one of the sexiest voices in the Toronto mm-hmm. comedy world. I've heard this. Thank you. Here's my question, guys. As you can tell, I do enjoy my voice, gravelly, uh, you know, rich. Sounds like I've lived 16 lives that I haven't, you know. Like, it definitely sounds yeah. like I know how to use a knife. <laughs> <laughs> and not just for uh, food purposes. But, okay. Do you? Uh, not to, to, to get going here. So, basically, I've discovered I snore, right? I'm a snore. Mm. I'm a, I snore. And obviously that's not, and, uh, and, you know, the person who's told me that I snore has also said that maybe it's because of a nasal thing. And then the question (laughs) is, if I get like some sort of, if I, if I deal with the nasal sinus issue that may be causing the snoring, what if it changes my voice? Would you do it? Oh, wow. First of all, I, I, first of all, I'll throw in that it was very funny hearing you, uh, take, a, a quite a bit of time to figure out how to <laughs> identify the person who told you you were snoring. Well, and, I don't uh, like using the word part. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a tough one. I mean, I love your voice. I love it too. I mean, it's hot flat out. I think I, I think I got to keep the snot. I got to keep the fucked up snot. Yeah. Don't give in to keep some, snot, to baby. someone who just wants a fun night's sleep, a restful <laughs> life. You've, this, this voice of yours, that's your bread and butter. That's your meal ticket. And you're not, like, you're you're part of a proud tradition of people like, I, I don't know if it's just an urban myth or something, but I, I heard once that Barbara Streisand and other popular singers yeah. uh, avoid getting, like, cosmetic surgery because they're afraid it'll change their voice. You're, a, well, also, now I think of it, Tom Waits uh, famously won't get... Botox. He won't get, um, you know, a butt lift. He won't get uh, facial work done because he's also afraid of ruining his beautiful voice. So, I, you know. I could, I could see that. I could definitely. Oh, the sirens! They're coming for our. The Why pod was that? police are here. They're arresting us. Um, Tom Waits. Yeah, I mean, uh, what do you think? To, what do you? If Tom Waits were to get some work done, what do you think you should get done? Cheek implants. <laughs> I want to see him with big, rosy, plump cheeks, oh, like a yeah. little child at Christmas. <laughs> a cherub, <laughs> a cherub, a cherub singing about uh, what? Is, what is he singing about? Kind of what people are doing in other rooms. I feel like Tom Waits is a guy. I have friends. Shout out to my friend Dan Reed, mm-hmm. who love him. But if I didn't know other people loved him, I think i'd think it was insane you know oh, yeah. like i wouldn't believe he was famous yeah or it was like he was famous for singing it's like downtown have you heard him sing downtown train ge smith plays guitar in the tom waits version of uh downtown train is it down it is downtown train yeah uh, that guy G.E. Smith it, needs a beating. It's true. It does It does sound like he's getting smile. the Heimlich maneuver the entire song. G.E. <laughs> Smith just looks like he's slept with your girlfriend somehow. <laughs> is G, who's G, Smug. 
Who's G.E. Smith, the, the guy from the Germs? No, he used to be uh, oh, I the wish. SNL uh, guitar player guy with like with the, the blonde ponytail. hair and a ponytail who'd always be like doing like face Oh, face oh really? Yeah, oh, yeah. that's awesome. He'd be like pursing his lips and closing his eyes and like playing a solo and bending a string. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. know he's, you know when he closes his eyes, you know what he's picturing? What? Tom, Tom Waits just kind of glowering at him every time. He can't <laughs> escape. He can't escape the visions <clears throat> of Tom Waits. Once you're in a recording studio with Tom Waits, you can't sleep. He, <laughs> he comes for you in his dream, in your dreams. He's a taskmaster. You know, um, Gilda Radner was married to G.E. Smith for a bit and then married Gene Wilder. So she she Whoa. married two of the best-looking guys who ever walked this really? earth. <laughs> she almost got through all the G's before her untimely fate. <laughs> that must Glenn have been Gould. a whimsical home. <laughs> Gene Wilder and Gilda Radner's home would be like annoyingly whimsical. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. To get out of bed, you had to go to the tricycle room. <laughs> to get out of a bed, you had to go down a slide. <laughs> luckily, I... they suffered from depression, so they were getting out of bed. <laughs> oh, luckily. <laughs> luckily. <laughs> That's what I say um, when my depression shows up. Oh, lucky me. <laughs> so Jordan... Are you depressed, Jordan? Oh, um. Yeah, I go through I go through up and down. Uh, yeah, I would say I'm not I'm not uh, I'm I'm probably more anxious than depressed. I would say, but can, but they're 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 bosom buddies, as it were. Hmm. So if can I mean, can I give you can I give you guys a, a hot uh, a hot take? Can I give you guys a potentially? Uh, yeah. So you know I'm I'm uh, how do I I'm pro. Um, you know, obviously, I think Careful people now. should talk. I know people should talk about their uh, mental health issues and stuff like that. And obviously, I think everyone should go to therapy. But mm-hmm. there's sometimes when, like, the prime minister's like talking during this uh, these diabolical times we're in, when he's like, and and we know that uh, isolating can be bad for your mental health. And I'm like, can we just lay off mental health for a little fucking bit here? Like we got a whole goddamn <laughs> thing going on here. Like I don't give a, f- I don't, I truly don't give a fuck about anybody's anxiety when there's a goddamn <laughs> virus trying to kill the olds. Like, let's just relax about, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's a yeah. little much at, at this time. Like, I think we worry about anxiety when, when it's like life is bursting to the seams with uh, opportunity and vivacity, but like, but during these times, I'm like, all right, well, let's just worry about other shit before we start worrying. It's almost about like an add-on. It's like, oh yeah, but also, uh, also, men- and mental health is like, look at me, look <laughs> yeah. at me. Yeah, like it's like, oh my, uh, my uncle just coughed his lung out, but at least he doesn't have to worry about his imposter syndrome anymore. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true because I feel like everyone knows like four or or say like nine people who do have mental illness and then one person who says they do, yes. but you don't believe them. Yes. <laughs> you're like, you're not. You just write online that you're, you know, you had a really anxious day today, but you're fine. Yes, we should use this pandemic. Exactly. Let's use this time that we have to separate the mental health wheat from the chaff. <laughs> If you yeah. are faking it, well we're going to f- figure it out, and you yeah. will pay the ultimate price. What What is the ultimate <laughs> price? You get you have to hang out with the people who went to Trinity? <laughs> Uh-oh. We don't have to get in there. We'll get into that later. Or maybe not. 
so for our non-Toronto listeners, there this this past weekend it was the first very summery weekend we've had, and uh, mm-hmm. oh boy, one of our coolest parks was just overflowing with people who didn't seem to to care about uh, public health. Uh, they were not socially distancing, and there were then reports that they were pissing and shitting all <laughs> over the park and in the driveways of the people who lived in the neighborhood. <laughs> Which made the uh, Portuguese in the area very upset. It's hard to like, take sides oh, in I this gotta case. I got to hose that down. <laughs> <laughs> now, but it's good because it's like a symbiotic relationship. The old Portuguese people in Toronto love nothing more than than spraying away filth. Yeah. And these people in the park <laughs> gave them plenty of feces and dirt to spray away. So it's, it's great. True. And possibly jizz. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, that'd be the hardest to spray away. That's uh, I, if, if there's jizz all over your driveway and you tried to hose that down, you know you're <laughs> stickier and worse to deal with. Oh shit! I can't back out of my driveway. It's all full of jizz. <laughs> hey, <the> jizz <laughs> is everywhere. You kids <laughs> better cut it out. <laughs> oh, yeah, these kids are jizzing all over my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> That's just There's life. Like a little four twenty-four-year-old guys with like fedoras uh, just jizzing away. <laughs> As you guys can tell from my uh, voice work, I've been watching The Sopranos. <laughs> oh, nice. nice! You know what is confusing a little bit to me though, because you know that you, you see pictures from like the the thing in Toronto and all over the place of people outside. Missouri and it does look terrible, and pe- people clearly not uh, uh, you know giving up space clearly. Yeah, but. It's like then sometimes you read other stuff where where they say that like it, it, being out like the B the BC health minister or something said that like it, it's very difficult to get it she thinks outside being in a park and like so it's like a weird thing where part of me wonders if it, it uh, clearly cramming people in like that is not good yeah but part of me wonders if maybe there's a bit of an overreaction to because it looks so bad in a picture to a lot of people outside in a park or a beach. I I mean, do you know what I mean? I do agree with you because so up until this weekend, I've been very anti sort of scolding behavior because it's like, Mm -hmm. like this sort of like, there's a, I feel like uh, people who narcs really are, feel very empowered right now. There's sort of that going on. And I think it's kind of counterproductive and stuff like that. Uh, and I do agree, like, most of the time when, if you go to, like, other places where people hang out, if you actually look, it's like, everyone's kind of doing their best, you know, like, they're keeping their space yeah. and stuff. But I think with this one, it just seems so egregious. Yeah, it's true. I think if it was just a ton of people, but you got the sense they were keeping space, yeah. it would be an overreaction. But maybe that it, it really did seem like a... Also, you know what the... Fuck fest! Yeah, and also, you know what a big part of our anger is? Because we know these people were 100% top to bottom douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the pro- right? Like, if it was a bunch of like poor people, like we'd be like, well, mm. you know, they have they have tough fly or whatever like that. Like, we gotta give them a break. But because they clearly all like all those people there clearly get to work from home or like like it's not <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it's like it's like mm. they're the people that are eating the city from the inside out. Like fucking uh, <laughs> tattooed termites <laughs> i i got made i got <laughs> i got uh, scolded by someone on twitter because i had made a joke with that a uh, picture of the crowded park and yeah. because there were so many people in the picture i said oh it looks like a uh, broken social scene or having a band rehearsal 
because the band has just so many members. So many, it. yes, yes. So many members. It's a very clever uh, joke. But then some guy from BC uh, responded, and he was like, "Oh, great! Nice that you made this tweet from your the back, the spacious backyard of your palatial home. Let's all punch <laughs> down on the poor's." And I, this, the man is from BC, and I don't think he. Knows he what, doesn't. That's the problem. Yeah. I saw a lot of that. There's a lot of understanding for that, and, and assume. And, but I think everyone in Toronto knows that that's not who goes to Trinity Bellwoods. Everyone <laughs> who goes, like everyone. Yeah, no, but seriously, everyone who goes to Trinity Bellwoods is basically auditioning for a potential reality show about fucking people with a blindfold on. Like that is like what's. <laughs> 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 that's who that crew is like. Like, if Netflix needs a bunch of dumbass motherfuckers to do their next reality show about, like, can you find love in the bottom of an anus? <laughs> then that's, that's the crew that they need to go through. Like, that's definitely not the, like, that's not the uh, sort of, like, uh, downtrodden, you know? Because I, I do feel, okay, now I'm on a bit of a ramble, guys. I don't know if I should say Get on it. So I was hanging out with my two brothers. And so I do I do think a big part of it is this classified and the people that are lucky enough, such as myself, who get to stay home for whatever reason and you know have a little money in the bank and then don't really get to work from home basically. You know, there's a classified so because I was hanging out with my brothers and I was like I, I you know, had a social distance hang with them. But they were, like, a little more nonchalant about everything, and I was kind of, like, uptight, which is normally how our relationship goes anyways, pandemic or no pandemic. <laughs> I'm like, so you're the uptight older brother. Say, yeah, I'm the guy who's uptight <laughs> because I wish they wouldn't say foreigner so much. Uh, <laughs> now, are they talking about the and, band, or are they talking know, about I, the people? <laughs> I fucking wish they were talking about the band. Uh, <laughs> we love foreigner, the band, cold as ice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, eh, that's still not okay. But um <laughs> But then but it's like but it's also it's like so I'm feeling kinda of tight and they're a little more nonchalant about it. But I also realize it's like but then they're telling me so like my one brother works in a dry cleaning or a laundry factory. He like he's a basically mechanic for machines, so he fixes machines in this place that literally washes the sheets for the London hospital. He found out and uh, one day he was on Facebook, and he's London, Ontario. Yeah, and he, yeah, London, Ontario. And he saw one day he was on Facebook, and he saw a status from a nurse in London that was like, "And we thank you for all your support, but we'd like to thank the people that are helping us, such as like this laundry service that my brother works at, that are dealing every day with sheets that have had uh, that have been uh, <laughs> like exposed to COVID, and my brother <laughs> found out that way." Oh like wow! He was, yeah, he was like, "What the fuck?" And then, um, <laughs> and then, uh, so he's doing that, and you know, and basically, he's got to go to work every day. He's beside people all the time. And my brother, my other brother, works in the kitchen. He like manages a kitchen, and he's talking about how he has to. Um, he has this one coworker that's like being very irresponsible and like partying all the fucking time and just like making out with like anyone she sees like she's kind of having a breakdown during a pandemic and uh and now he you know he has to like kind of figure out how to talk to her and basically be like listen you can't do that because you're endangering people but it's this idea that like we I, i get very kind of uptight about things but also i don't like they have to go to work you know i don't have to go to work they're exposed they're they're exposed just because yeah 
And so there's a, no, it's true. We, I think I think that's where the scolding kind of does a disservice because a lot of people doing the most scolding get to work from home. Is. When you scold them, right. are you wearing a monocle and a top hat and, and <laughs> wagging your finger at them? <laughs> I'm making them read the dictionary. <laughs> Because I, I do think if you had to, like, take the subway every day and work every day, you would have to mentally tone it down. Like, you'd have to mentally be like, well, I'm just going to do my best. Yeah, like, exactly. You're you like, know, or you go crazy. Get it. Like, like, yeah, you have to you have to fucking uh, kind of uh, negotiate with yourself that way. Like, mm-hmm. and it, I, I think that's part of it that. And I, it's somebody's fault and all this sort of stuff, but it's just kind of like this. The way that this reopening, if it's happening, is happening is like it is very um, a lot of you know the the the, the, the underclass. There's a class of people that are taking the brunt of this thing, and while the rest of us are like pontificating about the morality of it, they're like mm-hmm. uh, like we're all like. Is it okay to order from Amazon? Well, people in the Amazon warehouses are like, fuck this. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. Sorry, guys. I came in hot. No, I, I love it. Hot. I love it. Ooh. Hey, Jordan. I love these hot takes. Yes. Can I ask you a question? When we started our call, uh, mm-hmm. we so we're, we do, we're recording right now, not on Zoom. We're old school. We're, we're loyal to yeah. Skype. Or, uh, James and Your I Mike's love Skype. Computer doesn't <laughs> Zoom doesn't work on Mike's computer. Where does Zoom Where does Zoom come from? I think it's the word. Do you think it's just the word that one that it, made it? I heard it's an offshoot of Huawei. And when oh. Huawei gets the five G going, then the fucking Zoom's gonna. F- <laughs> oh, is that it's gonna zoom right up her fucking ass, bud? <laughs> We're all you've all been zoomed. Um, but so when we started our Skype. Uh, you were you were sitting down, and over your over your oh, head, yes. we saw the most remarkable image. It was it seemed to be a poster of a. It looked like just any old naked man. It, but but it's not just... show, <laughs> yeah, you showed us who it was. So it's a. At one time, I got I bought an album, and this poster came out, and it was a. Uh, it's a poster <laughs> of Prince in the shower wearing like. Uh, a bikini bottom yeah, with a gold not necklace. Very much. No, yeah. just hit, and you can see his pubes. And uh, there's like a gold, there's like a thin gold band around his waist as well. And he's kind of like got his hands behind his head. And uh, there's also <laughs> a um, there's a there's a cross in the sh- on the shower wall because Prince is nothing but uh, controversial. And um, also the tub is full, which I never noticed until right now. And um, he's about to hit the bath. <laughs> so anyway, so when I got this poster, I was like, you know, what should I do with this poster? And then I, I put it up. I, I actually like messaged a friend that I consider well sexed. And uh, I was like, you think I should well sex? Yeah, he like has a bunch of sex, picks up women or whatever. And uh, and I was like, do you think I should put this poster? What should I do with this poster? He's like, oh, you gotta put it up. And then I was like, all right. And then I was like, and then it's like, I'm like, it's cool. And it's like, you know, in my mind, like my neurotic mind, I'm like, oh, it'll show that I'm like comfortable enough with my sexuality to have like a, a poster of a naked man above my wall. <laughs> Did it work? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, 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 so it, it, and I, I always like love that. Is movie. that the main? Is that the main thing you're trying to impress upon a woman when she comes over? Like, just so you know, yeah. comfortable with my sexuality. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, it wasn't, I didn't take it as some sort of existential like thing. I was just like, I put this up and I was like, yeah, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. I thought I was being fun. And, uh, and, but now that we're in this new Zoom world, I'm always Zooming in my bedroom and then everyone sees, and no one sees the whole poster right away. They always just see in my, in the, in the camera and my phone just the bottom half of a man uh, in a G-string. <laughs> And then, and then I have to be like, "Oh no, don't worry, it's Prince," which kind of cleared up. That must have been awkward because I know recently you testified via Zoom uh, for the International Criminal Court. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I, it's a good thing. It's a good thing I didn't show them my. Uh, it's a good thing I didn't show them my poster. That's basically the same, except it's with Slobodan Milosevic. <laughs> <laughs> he had abs. You wouldn't know it. I'm like, look. Yeah, Slobodan was uh, <laughs> sneaky hot. I'm like, look how comfortable I am with my sexuality. I got Slobodan up here. Yeah, the Balkan prince. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that's been Back the downside when... of Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Well, full disclosure, when I saw the poster, I could only see the bottom half, and I actually thought it was a naked, like a scantily clad woman at first. Oh, I'm not a... F- and I don't I'm, know if that's better or that worse. Would, that would be worse. That would actually be worse. Yeah, that would be worse. That would be worse. A, a grown man who has, like, a Bikini Babe poster right over his bedroom, his bed, would be <laughs> arguably more alarming, but yeah. Yeah, that is... That is yeah, there's so, no real there way a, to explain that. <laughs> there Recently, there was a... Uh, I don't know what... One of the major networks had a uh, like a two hour tribute to Prince concert. I guess yes. it was like the I don't know fourth or fifth anniversary of his death or something. And it was a yeah. star studded affair. Uh, Usher was involved. Uh, CBC uh, All Access put it on. It was yeah, it was it was uh, broadcast <laughs> on Gem simultaneously. Yeah. Um, no, I'm actually telling the truth. It was on CBC oh. All Access, their streaming service. Oh wow! Well, I'll Ooh. have to watch it again but it was yeah like huge superstars from the world of music doing covers of prince songs and then this tribute to prince also featured a duet between chris martin from coldplay and belinda <laughs> carlisle of the bangles and they sang uh, like Whoa. a piano uh stripped down version of manic monday which prince had written great song but I can't think of a less funky man to have invited to play a Prince <laughs> tribute than Chris Martin. I can, I can, because he was all, he was also there. Who was there was it? another Who? there was another horribly unfunky man there that I would argue is less funky than Chris Martin. Was it? That May man, I guess? No, that. Yeah, oh yeah, you can guess. Yeah. Was it Slobodan Milosevic? <laughs> no, he's, he was funky as hell, dude. Sexy motherfucker. (laughs) You know what? Slobodan had orgies. Yeah, Yeah, and he called them erotic city. (laughs) I was going to guess Alan Doyle of Great Big C. Did he show up (laughs) to play a Prince song? Do you guys want to hear the funniest? uh, No, it wasn't Alan Doyle. Uh, Okay, let's. it was Dave Grohl. (laughs) Oh. Who who I... Fucking, I think Chris Martin's hate... less funky than Dave. No, because he Chris Martin sampled and rap songs and shit like that. He's funkier. Right. So the Foo Fighters did right. that song "Darling Nikki," I think, right? The, the yes. famously yeah. controversial, sexy song. Yeah, and and obviously it sounded like every fucking Foo Fighters song. Nikki, <laughs> like I okay, so I like the color and the shape, but I despise Dave Grohl. He has maybe the worst public persona. 
in the history of music. It's fucking brutal. He's always like sitting hyperactively bouncing on a chair, chewing gum. And he's always like, he's always like, uh, yeah, you know, like, uh, so I, uh, uh, I, I can't believe it, but I'm like, I'm like, the, I'm just like an average Joe. And just like, and I'm suddenly jamming with Prince and I like, can't believe it. And it's like, and it's like, dude, you've been famous for fucking like almost 40 years. It's insane. <laughs> it's in- it is insane. Like I've heard like, <coughs> excuse me. I heard that like he got pulled over for drunk driving and, and said to the cop something like, don't something like, don't you know I was in Nirvana? And then he explained it, I think, by being kind of like, I mean, to me, it's like a joke. Like, that's so crazy. I was in Nirvana. Like, don't yes. you know I was in Nirvana? It's, it's outrageous. When I showed up at the morgue uh, after I ran into a family and killed all five of them and the grandmother yeah. showed up to identify the bodies, I said, huh. Don't you know, uh, I played drums on Nevermind. And I mean that ironically. Last last time I was in a morgue, I had to identify Kurt Cobain's body. (laughs) (laughs) And as I stared at the mess, I vowed I would form a band called Foo Fighters. But yeah, it's, there's a, there's this humility that's, it's like, it's masking what must be a like insane arrogance. Cause he like is, he, he always does it in every story he tells. Yeah. It's always like, and I just, I'm just a little old guy who, who can't believe that I've been uh, like a multimillionaire forever. And also he talks about the concept of rock in the way that Isaac Newton must have talked about gravity. Like there's a certain, <laughs> <laughs> he like, he loves this concept of rock and it's, it's, it's so juvenile and fucking stupid. And I hate like Isaac Newton, Dave Grohl. Uh, like I said, Dave, Dave, Dave Grohl, as a young man, he was seated. Uh, he was reading a book underneath a tree when, out of the blue, a guitar fell and hit him on the head. Yeah, and then it you ruined know, his Dave, ability to play guitar songs. Dave Grohl has a bit of the Bill Murray thing going on, where it's like he kind of gets a pass. Yeah, I don't know why, but people just love them in a certain way. That I wonder if it's warranted or not, you know, or if it's just they've somehow managed to craft a persona that is like, yeah, lovable. Yeah. You love you love these guys. But yeah, there's well, not. I don't know what they're really like. Oh, yeah, it's it's true. The Bill Murray thing. Well, didn't Bill Murray didn't he beat his wife. <laughs> that's um, like know, the, that's like the that's un- why everyone that loves him. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's the that's the. But it is funny where it's like some people with like an allegation like that comes out and like really sticks because we're all like, ah, fuck that guy. But then with Bill Murray, we're like, he couldn't possibly. He, uh, he's so charming. Yeah, like Casey Affleck. Oh, yeah. Everyone was like, like yeah, done. <laughs> yeah. Casey Affleck was fucking toast. Let's say if Casey Affleck or Chris Brown had starred in Caddyshack or Ghostbusters, I think people would have a different <laughs> perception of them. <laughs> what about Bob? Hey, uh, Sorry, Casey Affleck. <laughs> Mike, I don't know if this is a horrible topic, but Jordan, you asked me before we recorded yeah. about the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. Oh, please. Yeah, it was great, huh? You what? You watched it? It's great. Uh, it, it's made me treat all my friends like shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny watching all these broken uh, people like talk about how his abuse made them better. Like they're like, yeah, their like, eyes are wide, and they're like. No, actually, it was good when Mike called me a homo. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, I got a question, Jordan. Shoot. What's up with his eyes? Mike, if you I don't I feel like you haven't seen the documentary, but Michael Jordan's eyes are I've been something's up. They're red, right? Some he's got a pair of red pictures. They're, they're so red. I mean he's a drunk. You think that's it, huh? I think that's what it is. Is yeah. he the greatest drunk of his generation? <clears throat> <laughs> oh, I wonder. Probably not. Probably not. But maybe. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's a really it's a it was a, a good documentary, a lot of Rodman stuff. Oh, Rodman was great. Fantastic. He was just blowing off practices, going to Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Blowing off blowing off practice in the middle of the finals to go wrestle. Yeah, he was on WWE. It's insane. <laughs> <clears throat> what a fascinating character. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely like all the critiques are true or it's just basically like uh PR for Michael Jordan, but it's still very good. Highly what, watchable. One, what did you think of this, Jordan, at the end, in the last episode, when they're wrapping everything up and like showing all his highlights and you're really like emotional? And I, I thought it was so weird they chose Pearl Jam. Yeah. They played Pearl Jam <laughs> over his highlights. Well, I think I think because it was weird. I think it's because Pearl Jam's from and it wasn't even a famous Pearl Jam, it was like a deep cut. But I think yeah, it's good. I'd never heard it. I think Pearl Jam's from Chicago, right? No, they're mm, Seattle. Seattle. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> then I have no idea. <laughs> it should have been Wilco. Liked it, but it was just strange. Yeah, it's Wilco. Yeah, it's Wilco. Michael Jordan famously loves Wilco, and he's like, yeah, he's a, he's a silent yeah. partner in Wilco. He's, he's yeah, always funny. Exactly. He was the one who convinced him to put Yankee Hotel Foxtrot out for free on the internet. <laughs> this is honestly, this is the best stuff you guys have ever done. It's a game changer. <laughs> but he brutally berated them to get them to do it. <laughs> Now, I've only seen the one episode of The Last Dance, the one where it was a weird one. It's just him talking about uh, eating deep dish pizza for like a full hour. <laughs> I thought that was a weird use of time, you know, a waste of resources. Well, you are joking, but you, you do you know that there, a pizza plays a pivotal role in the narrative? No. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. yeah. There's a whole thing about pizza. <laughs> oh, someone poisoning his pizza? Yeah, this is what he said. He said five people showed up with a pizza, and he was the only one that ate it and it poisoned him, which is pro- – I think the thing about died? Michael Jordan – No, no. No, then he like – he plays out of his mind the next game, and it became this like famous thing. But I think the other thing that the, the documentary kind of shows in spite of itself, but I think what's true about Michael Jordan is he's both uh, maybe the best – he's probably the one of the – like, you know – Maybe the best basketball player of all time. Probably the best basketball player of all time. He's also an insane liar. He's like a cr- he like mm. lies all the fucking time. And there's like there's like a part where he has this crazy game against this rookie because the game before the rookie got more points than him. And then he said that the rookie was like walking off the court and was like a good game or something like that to Mike. And then he's like Michael Jones like yeah that never happened. It's like what. He's a lunatic. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, he's a nut. I wonder, yeah, like, it seems like there is a thread sometimes with, like, wildly successful people that they're big assholes. Yeah, like, and then, like, like these fabulous, you know, like, like just, like, chronic liars. And I wonder about the Michael Jordan, that's the one thing about that, I'm kind of worried about the documentary, because it does kind of make it seem like being an asshole is good. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. it's like very much like like oh I was great to all, I was I was 
I literally would go to practice, yell at one of my teammates, and then punch them in the face for no reason. And that made that was good though that I did that. And everyone's like, it was good when Michael punched me in the face. And it's like, oh, for no reason. It's like, I mean, he also won because he was incredibly skilled and like his teammates were amazing at basketball. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think if you're just really good, they make a myth around you. Yes, that's it. That's exactly what it like is. Like you're telling me guys who aren't as good don't aren't as or don't might not be really competitive or whatever. Yeah. Like not that he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like he was really good and a huge asshole, but maybe those two things were like they're not maybe they're not necessary, you know what I mean? <clears throat> Do they yeah. is there an episode in The Last Dance that focuses on uh, Chicago's famous Steppenwolf Theater that has given the world people like John Malkovich and I think <laughs> Uh, what's his name? The actor who died recently, Brian Dennehy, and uh, uh, David Mamet. Uh, Is there a, an episode about the Steppenwolf there's, Theater? There's a there's there's a scene where Michael goes, and they're doing Streetcar Named Desire, and then he thinks one of the actors looks at him wrong. So Michael goes on stage and does all the lines at the at the same time as the cast, and like blows them out of the water. My God, that's how competitive he was. That's how competitive. <laughs> talent he was. is talent. Yeah. He can do it anywhere, on the court, mm-hmm. on the boards, baby. Put him on the boards. <laughs> um, I I feel that we have been remiss in uh, mentioning this, and uh, not mentioning this, but um, we are recording this episode today uh, on the Monday that marks the beginning of um, Canadian Screen Week. It's uh, so happy screenies <laughs> to you, James, and also to you, Jordan. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Do you have any plans uh, for the screenies? They won't well, be the same as usual because we're all you know locked down. But the show I wrote on didn't want to put us, us in to, for a nomination because they decided not to put us in for the nomination. <sighs> really? So the show you wrote on decided <laughs> not to nominate itself. No, it nominated, itself it nominated itself, but not the writers. okay (laughs) (laughs) well i so yeah so that might be sort of a michael jordan move tough love tough love it made me a better writer yeah uh what am i gonna do for the screenies uh yeah yeah i'm going to because you always um, have a big screeny barbecue every year right i know when it's not pandemic you always know the week of the of the canadian screen awards jordan foise he's gonna have go all out get catering (laughs) yeah have everybody over yeah you guys came chili five alarm chili you guys came that one time and i i and remember i feel like i'm so embarrassed because i kept telling everyone dan levy was gonna come and then he (laughs) didn't come and i again i'm sorry about that i was really sure Dan Levy was going to come, but apparently he says that to everyone that uh, messages him on Instagram. And well, so, I'm sorry. Your reputation took a big and much much deserved hit uh, <laughs> when that happened. Um, and yeah, it took you a while to live that down. But wasn't it, didn't I make up for it for the fact that I brought somebody who works at the real Kim's Convenience? Yes. <laughs> that poor woman, she had no idea what was going on. <laughs> she did not know what was going on. I was guys. <laughs> She's from Kim's Convenience, the real one. Do you think the store, the actual store in Toronto, called Kim's Convenience? Do they get any? Do they get anything out of having a TV show named after them? Do they get any money? Do they get royalties, or is it just? Like, I don't know. 
They must get something. They, they must. Yeah. It's it's funny because it's like in a bit of a like uh, sketchier. It's not a great spot. It's not a great spot. So I don't know yeah. how many of the. It, I, I imagine their their loyal clientele isn't usually like, man, show's great. Great episode last night. (laughs) We just want to let you know that we were home watching CBC last night and we saw your show and we loved it. It's more like. Anyways, can I have 400 scratch tickets? (laughs) (laughs) What are you guys going to do for your uh, screenies? Who are you rooting for? Oh, boy. That's a tough one. I'm rooting for Ben. Ben Frank D'Angelo for best best variety show. (laughs) Um, If narrowly beating, we're we're hoping he'll beat out. Is it J.R. Diggs? Who's that? J.D. Diggs. There was a guy on like a Hamilton station who did his own talk show (laughs) for a while. J.R. Diggs. J.R. Diggs. Yeah, look, Google J.R. Diggs, folks. He had his own show. Um. I'm hoping the prop bros uh, sweep their categories. Property brothers. Prop, prop bros, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Do you think I they're heard, allowed? I heard a rumor. You know how yeah. people say that there's that rumor that uh, unsubstantiated. There's that rumor that Ilhan Omar married her brother. Yes. Uh, I heard, to keep him in the country. I heard a similar rumor that the property <laughs> brothers got married because one of them was in danger of being deported. <laughs> Have you guys wow. ever heard that rumor? <laughs> I uh, have not, I but bet- I'm going to spread that far and wide. I haven't heard that rumor, but I would be willing to bet there's erotic property brother fan fiction online. Oh, yes. That is yeah. That definitely has to exist. And if not, I'll write it. Underneath the imperious Agreed. gaze of my Prince poster. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know, Jordan, that there's a third property brother, a younger one, and he's, he's goth? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and they're embarrassed. That is true. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Are they embarrassed? The property brother. Can I do a line from the erotic uh, property brothers uh, fan fiction? I'm yeah, cooking yeah. up in my head right now. Please. Um. So, what's their names? What are their first names? Scott uh, and boy. Uh, okay. Well, I'll just call them one and two. Okay. Uh, property property brother one is uh um going to measure a, a board and he's like measuring it and then he's like oh uh this is uh i am just he tells the other property brother he's like oh i'm i'm i'm, I'm uh, measuring this board I'm, about, I'm almost done and then the other property brother goes oh when you're done i got another thing for you to measure <laughs> so oh, property brother okay. wow. one turns around property brother two has a huge hard cock <laughs> and out comes the tape measure yeah what do you guys say and the hammer that's pretty good, and but you know they're so good at like renovating and stuff. I feel like it would have to go on a bit longer. Like maybe he's like, you know, you know what would go even better with this? A hanging plant, and then he like gets a hanging plant and hangs it off oh. the, the, the penis. And oh, that's you know, nice. That's maybe very some tiling. good. And he, yeah. you know, he sticks some tiles on the side. Yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah, no, my, uh, you're right. They would they would make a whole to do about it. Do you would you guess that the property brothers are uh like liberal or or, or right wing? Oh. I I mean it's hard to say. They're probably they're probably like Bush Republican but not Trump Republican. Mm. Yeah, they're either like Hillary Democrat or Bush Republican. Yeah, yeah. 
they're but they're they're not Bernie guys. No, they're not Bernie guys for sure. Uh, and they're like they probably in another life would hunt down communists and kill them. Oh yeah, that's our total <laughs> vibe for sure. Absolutely, Jordan. We should. Well, I was just going to say we should mention Jordan. You were nominated for an award for some of your writing. Thank yeah, it was a digital publishing award. I found out about these awards when I was nominated. The Digi Puppies. <laughs> and it was for an article you wrote for Vice. Yeah. And what's it called? Uh, I always forget Sorry. what the names of my articles are called because oh, I okay. actually don't write the name. I always oh, they're always right. replaced by my editor. They always like vice them up a little bit. So maybe my original <laughs> ed- editor was like, or the original title was like uh, a day out with my father, and then the editors and they change it to day out with my father on acid. Yeah, yeah, or like uh, how I how I learned. Uh, how I learned not to do coke with my coke dad or something like that. That's like normally how they change it. Um, so I, I forget what it's called, but it was about running into my uh, dad. And uh, after not it's seeing St. Marie. Well, it's really great. And uh, if you haven't read it, you should give it a Google because it's a great read. Yeah. Jordan, you're a great writer, Jordan. Oh, thanks, James. I. Yeah. Uh, it's really funny. I. I can't wait to like... I guess there's going to be some live stream of the awards. I guess I'll watch them. But I can't wait to be incredibly mad at the walrus when I lose. Like, it's going to be really <laughs> – it'll be very funny to, like, lose. There. I'm like, oh, fucking McLean's their shit. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the vice table is going to be cool. Like, if the Canadian journalism uh, section, you know? I do. The Vice Vice will have a cool table compared to McLean's or oh we oh yeah, my Wallace. god yeah we bring strippers or whatever. <laughs> you you weren't involved well, in that story and that that uh, there was a podcast about it you weren't involved in the uh, taking cocaine to Australia scandal were no, you Jordan no I wasn't. yeah do you know that guy so I I did not and I thought I never because actually the woman who wrote the first article about that for the Ringer I think. She's like uh, randomly a friend from a while ago. And she, she messaged me about it. She's like, do you know this guy? And I was like, no, I, I, I never worked with him. But then I like, I go, I think I Google, I looked in, I just searched in Gmail and he edited the very first, he was one of the editors on the very first thing. I read. Oh, so you're implicated. Wow. Yeah. You're and if you don't know, so like a guy from Vice was arrested for smuggling for drugs hiring, into Australia. Hiring younger people to bring drugs to Vegas and then to Australia. Yeah. He was like getting them to mule for him. Wow. Yeah. And he was like an editor at Vice. Yeah. He, and he was like a part. He was like, like when you think of the stereotype of Vice, like kind of like shallow partying. Uh, <laughs> You know, like articles about getting, uh, like, yeah, just getting fucked up or whatever. That's what that's what his whole vibe was. And he claims right. that he's the one who discovered and, and and first started writing about Drake as well. Oh, really? He's also mm-hmm. made the same claims about me. Yeah. Well, when they make the movie <laughs> wow. about this yeah. cocaine uh, smuggling scandal, someone will Slava have to play P. you. Yeah, Slava P. And someone will play you receiving an email. With his name in it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I wonder who would play me in this movie. Huh. Great question. Who would play? Well, it? who's the dude? Who's the cowboy in uh, Big Lebowski? Who was in Roadhouse? 
Sam Elliott, a young Sam Elliott. Oh my god, that'd be a because of the voice. That would be good, but he's Sam Elliott. Young, have you ever seen Young Sam Elliott? He's fucking. He's hot as hell. Yes, he's crazy hot. Have you seen Have you seen Roadhouse recently? I haven't seen it recently. No. Oh boy, he's. I mean, yeah, he's like he's uncomparable in that. Yeah, he's like leading man, <laughs> like crazy handsome. And he's like and, got a black shirt on and like yeah. you know tight jeans and oh my god. So he'll and play now he's in. Have you seen Roadhouse? Period. Uh, not in the longest time. Oh, it, it's a good rewatch. I may, I may, I've been, I've been really enjoying. I know it's, it's from the '80s, but I've really been enjoying watching '90s movies in this. Uh, Me during too. this pandemic, I really I watched The Firm. And we I, did too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's my Mitch McDeer. Have you know Firm was great. Um, so good. Have you noticed that if you're watching '90s movies? That they're all about divorce. <laughs> like in nineties movies, either someone is getting divorced or freshly divorced <laughs> or is like trying not to get divorced. I think it's it's insane. Like I it's okay, so like I watched it so the firm, it's it's kinda happening. Like he almost gets divorced from his wife. And then uh, what else? So um in uh, Dante's Peak I watched Linda Hamilton's divorce. Outbreak uh, with Dustin Hoffman. He's fucking divorced. Twister. Twi- that's the other one. That, yeah. I just watched that yeah. one, dude. That one's about... It's like the whole plot revolves around him trying to get Helen Hunt to sign the divorce papers. Uh, Jurassic Park. The whole thing is yeah, about... Yeah, actually. Yeah. Oh, no. Go ahead, Mike. No, Jurassic Park is about... Once they bring the dinosaurs back, their relationships quickly fall apart. <laughs> yeah, well... And the tr- and some of the dinosaurs themselves are having issues. Yes, yeah. yeah. Triceratops couldn't get it up. A few yeah, good that's why men. he's lying there. That's why he's lying there, sad, dejected. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's check it out. I think it's because there's something about like divorce was the big crisis of the nineties. You know, yeah, the nineties were the best. Yeah, well, so that's the thing they they had to invent threats because they yeah. believed it was the end of history. Communism was gone. And so now, yeah. so now all the threats were both external and they were like crazy, like they're tornadoes and asteroids and aliens. And they're yeah. and even more, they were internal. The fracturing of the American family. Yeah. I watched Armageddon. Yeah. And it really reads as like from a time where it's like, we won. Yes. Like we won. We're the moral authority. We're everything's great. Oh, this fucking asteroid. Yes. You know? That's what I'm crazy. That's what I like 90s movies are about. It's it's so fascinating. And there's this other thing that happens where it's like um where there are also like there's all these movies about like little guys standing up to like big like, you know, like your Aaron Brockovich, which is from two thousand, but it still counts mm-hmm. as nineties. Falling uh, down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And but they make <laughs> you think that America is like the little guy standing up to these big shadowy conspiracy forces when really America is yeah. the, yeah. the other kind of or natural disasters. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it's always yeah. like this like plucky or aliens individual, like who's like, you know, like overcoming these like kind of things. It's really, it's really, really fascinating. And then nine 11 happened in the Iraq war. And then they all started becoming like Batman feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that it's, we're on a uh, sorry go ahead mike well, i was gonna say do you think that we're about to see like a bunch of like action movies where the hero is like an ex-marine like a disgraced ex-marine who, who turns his life around and redeems himself by like refusing to wear a mask in chuck e cheese <laughs> or something 
<laughs> well, it's interesting because there's something about the right wingers are true in the fact that liberals do control the media other than uh, Fox News and then uh, YouTube. So it's like, I think that uh, uh, a studio would be almost like smart to do that, but I don't think it'll ever happen. <laughs> that was a little too serious of an analysis, but uh, well, I love I'll it. take it I out. I'll, I'll cut it out and I'll I add some I fun stuff. I don't, I don't actually think that would happen, but that would be amazing. Like, uh, <laughs> like um, John Cena, like in a grocery store, and then he just snaps. Takes a mask off. <laughs> and yeah, give me back my cart, Costco employee. <laughs> um on on another uh, movie note uh i watched uh fast times at ridgemont high i've never seen it weekend you've never seen it have you seen that mike no but that's what sean penn and uh bob hoskins (laughs) (laughs) i don't think bob hoskins was in it Mm, okay um but it's a it's it's directed by the woman who directed clueless and it's it's kind of like an 80s clueless a bit but it's like much darker in a weird way. And there's a lot of very explicit nudity of like Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. And she's very young to the point where it is <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, and uh, if you've watched it, it's a really good movie, but they could have like just tweaked that and have it been just sort of like a fun feel good movie. But there was some uncomfortable nudity in it. They shot this is it coming in from you. Thailand. This is coming from me. What's that, Mike? I, oh, I was. <laughs> uh, they shot it in Thailand. Is why uh, <laughs> it looked that way. Yeah. The, the authorities uh, made them do that. Yeah. yeah. If you're gonna film here, uh, we'll give you the tax credits, but you better make uh, viewers uncomfortable. <laughs> um, it's a big Judge Reinhold vehicle. If you remember, oh, Judge. Judge. Oh, he had everything to be a big star, and he just didn't quite. Why not though? There. I feel like he's famous as hell. Well, not like fans as hell, but he's he like did pretty well because of Beverly Hills Cop. Do you see his uh, his goods in uh, Fast Times at Richmond High? No, yeah, I lost my connection to you guys. Oh, there we go. Oh, but I was gonna ask. Sorry, we lost. We had tech problems. I was gonna say, did you see young Judge Reinhold's? Uh, you know what is what he's packing in in uh, Fast Times? Richmond oh, his High? penis. Yes. No, but there is a scene where he wanks off in the bathroom. Hmm. Is it the famous Phoebe Cates? Ah, uh, yes. Nice. Was it written by Cameron Crowe? Yeah. Interesting. It's worth seeing. It's on Amazon Prime. Let's give a little <laughs> shout out to my friends at Amazon. I'll put the link <laughs> they're having, in. Uh, they're having a rough go. They're having a rough go at all the Amazon. Yeah. Prime. Give them a break. Subscribe. Check it out. I just did this thing with Amazon Prime where I signed up for the Stars channel. Because there's like so many times where you're like gonna watch a movie, you're like, oh, it's on stars. And it happened where this happens every time I like uh, sign up for a channel, and I'm like, oh, this has so many good movies. Oh, look at this. Oh my god, so many good movies. And then like a day later, I'm like, oh, all this shit fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Is it true that Amazon Prime has sort of retouched a bunch of classic movies to insert Jeff Bezos into leading roles? Yeah, um, in Alien, when the when the <laughs> when the thing pops out of the out of the chest, that's uh, it's, they made that Jeff Bezos. Oh God, I I'm against yeah. that kind of thing. I think Our, the films should be left alone. They actually, when it pops out of the chest, uh, Bezos forced them to digitally alter it to make it his ex-wife. 
<laughs> All right. She got half of his, his money. That's a lot of uh, that's a big payday. As a, she's like one of the richest people in the world. Which I, I'm, I'm definitely, I obviously I support, take all his money, but it, imagine being so rich that someone could take half your money and you're still the richest person in the world. Yeah. That's wild. Alpha Alpha what do you think her life is like now? Mm. I mean, that'd be cool. That'd be sick. That'd be the best life of yeah. all time. Well, you think she's on Raya? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Raya. Someone, someone I knew showed me Raya. It's very disappointing. <laughs> really? Oh, dude, it's all it's all like AHL players and shit. <laughs> <laughs> the elite. It's not like it's yeah. It's 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 not like like the actual celebs have a deeper, crazier dating service. Oh, I imagine. State. Like I didn't see one. You like you? They're not famous. I didn't see one famous person. Yeah, so it's I, like commercial actors, AHL players. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Like, yeah, like a real A-list celebrity doesn't use an app to date. They have like assistants and they have like lawyers who find them people to yeah, yeah. spend time they with. They have fucking know. Epstein's plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Unbelievable. B. Well, we've had a, a, yeah, a wide-ranging uh, conversation. We've talked about Jeffrey Epstein. We've talked about yeah, just a little bit. the screenies. And so much more. Um, before we go, is there anything you want to to plug? Uh, what, what time are the, the Digital Publication Awards on? I have no idea. All right. <laughs> um, uh, thank you. I guess um, I, get, I have a pretty big uh, patio, so if anyone wants to social distance hang, they can just come on by. Okay, I'll put your address in the show notes. Yeah, that's what I'm pitching. That's my new project. Excellent. Guys, my new landlord, real quick before I go, his name is literally Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Does he look the same as the famous one? <laughs> no, no. No, he's a kind Nigerian man. Oh. Huh. Yeah. But it's pretty good that his name is that. Dr. Phil. That's cool. I my my connection. I'm just gonna let you guys know has been in and out the last five minutes. So if I ever just didn't react to something, <laughs> that's why. All right. I'm also. I think this could be a fun recurring uh, segment, Mike. Before we go, I'm just gonna mention. After we're done recording, I'm gonna text you and ask you to edit out two things I said because I think they were offensive. <laughs> sure. Let me know, and I'll I'll get my scissors. I out. think that could be fun if at the end of yeah. at the end of every episode, I I we we reveal how many things we're gonna ask. Sure. Oh, that's good. To have it edited out. But leave this part in so that the audience can imagine oh, for sure. how offensive it was. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, great. All right. How filthy we got. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, Jordan. And uh, stay safe and uh, give your brothers hell. And uh, good luck, uh, Screenies <laughs> and the Digi Puppies. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jordan. And to you as well. Adios. Bye. See you, Jordan. Bye, Jordan. See you, James. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Hello, everyone. This is Chris Locke. Thank you for allowing me to drip into your ears like some sort of sentient syrup goo from Mars. This is an invasion. I'm here to promote my new 
podcast, Happy Good with Chris Locke. Subscribe to it now because it will make you feel good. It's about forgetting all the craziness, the nonsense, the stress, and we relax together and laugh. It's a silly stream of consciousness guided meditation to make you feel good, and it's on Sonar Network. Listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts or on Sonar Network, but subscribe and come along with me because it will be fun. Thank you.